Asia Pacific Current. News and labor issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning, good morning listeners and that's right, it's Asia Pacific Currents and my name is Pierre Morrow and my name is Sam and we bring you today's program Asia Pacific Currents brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links and if you want to know a bit more about their stories you can go to our Facebook, um, to our website first of all, it's www.aawl.org.au and we've also got a Facebook and a Twitter account count and um, to get more information about what we're talking about thanks a lot for solidarity breakfast another uh, interesting program and um, i usually don't really have a much of a clue about music but i do i do know the one that we just played and i wish we could have just uh, let it go t- until the very end because it's i was only 19 by red gum a um, fantastic song about the cruelty of the vietnam war but on today's um program um and you'll of course you listen to 3cr radio favorite community radio station on this slightly drizzly morning here in melbourne and on today's program, we'll have a big um, a re- new news roundup, um, and we'll see if we can get a, get through all of the news items that we have. And in the second half of the program, um, earlier in the week, I caught up with um, Arul, who is the General Secretary of the Socialist Party of Malaysia. Um, um, regular listeners would know that we did um, bring the news that a, f- a couple of months ago he was arrested under the Sedition Act in Malaysia. So um, we talked to him about that, about the recent anti-GST um, protests and also about the new anti-terrorism law that has been brought in into Malaysia. But that will be around... Uh, quarter past um, nine o'clock. But we'll go straight to the news item and over to you, Sam. Rana Plaza commemorated around the world. Last Friday, the 24th of April, was the second anniversary for the massacre of workers at the Rana Plaza in Dhaka, Bangladesh. Commemoration will held all around the world, including Australia. The effort to bring just and adequate compensation to to the victims and survivors continue in the face of resistance by companies. The collapse of Rana Plaza was the inevitable outcome of the global race to the bottom that companies engaged in their quest for higher profits. Read Jerome's smaller account of a recent visit to Rana Plaza and the organising effort of garment worker activities. That's right. And, of course, yesterday um, there was a crowd of about, uh, we're both there, Sam, um, yeah. <laughs> at about oh, 50 people at the Adar Monument to remember uh, the dead and certainly fight for the living um, for this uh, incredible massacre of workers two years ago, the Rana Plaza. And um, Sam mentioned the article by Jerome Small. Um, it's, it will be up on our website um, in a couple of days, but uh, it's already on our Facebook uh, feed. So um, uh, certainly um, uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic look. Jerome travelled to Bangladesh and met a lot of those uh, activists there last year. 
And uh, for our next story, it's again a bit of a sad one. It's also about commemoration, but also to remember the, our fighting activist. Um, it's with this deep sadness that um, we learned in the last couple of days that Uncle Ray Jackson um, died um, um, this week. Um, Ray Jackson was a um, was a fighter for Aboriginal freedom and and um, for all his life. Um, uh, Ray Jackson was from the Wiradjuri um, clan, and um, he was always um, ready to um, to help and fight for Aboriginal people, whether they were persecuted by the police. Um, whether so-called child protection housing or other racist government agencies. And he was the president of the Indigenous Social Justice Association. Um, and, of course, in, in this time, it's also very interesting to note that Ray uh, was actually part of the stolen generation. He was stolen from his family during the Second World War. And um, his father... Uh, actually um, fought for the Australian Army, even though he wasn't recognised as a as a person in 1943, and he was killed in, in New Guinea. Um, his the death of his father directly led to him being stolen from his Aboriginal mother, and his Aboriginal mother did not get any war widow's pension uh, because she was Aboriginal. So, Ray, you are a fantastic fighter for the Aboriginal struggle. The struggle keeps going. We certainly remember and we salute you and certainly um, we'll, we'll um, give more details about um, the rally um, for Aboriginal rights and against the closures of Aboriginal community later on in this program. International Workers Memorial Day, Tuesday 28th of April. Each day, every day of the year, workplace accidents kill more than 1,000 workers and disease-related to working condition at more than 5,330 to, to this death toll every day. In Victoria alone, 19 workers have been killed in just 12 months. Workers' Memorial Day is our day to remember the dead and fight for the living. Remember the dead in recognition of the lives lost at Victoria workers. Work, workplace and in solidarity, solidarity with workers around the world, we ask you to put out a pair of work shoes at your home or workplace and share a photo online tag stand for safety. Fight for the living. This is an important opportunity talk to your colleagues about workplace safety. So join together to discuss how to Improve safety at your workplace. Melbourne Vigil at 10.30 a.m. Tuesday, April 28th, Ride Hill, Ligon Street, Carlton. Um, that's right, Sam, and uh, we'll certainly um, be there for the very important. It's, uh, again, another big commemoration day, Tuesday, 28th of April, and uh, uh, half past 10 outside uh, Trade Zone, Ligon Street. Um, we'll be there and hope to see a, a good crowd of unionists. Now, just a, a very quick uh, news update from South Korea. We're still gathering um, information that uh, the South Korean unions have... Um, for a whole number of issues around labour laws, uh, union regulations, uh, minimum wage and pension plans have actually instituted a week-long 
series of actions and strikes and demonstrations starting from yesterday. So the, there's already been huge rallies in uh, Seoul and other cities in South Korea, and they're actually expecting more rallies um, both uh, today, Saturday, Sunday, throughout the week, finishing with another huge uh, um, rally and demonstration for May Day, which is the 1st of, of May. And we'll certainly bring you more information how that all went um, next week. Taiwan's workers win compensation after a 20 years battle. In what is seen as a landmark case in Taiwan, a court has ordered the USA company RCA Corporation to pay US dollar eighty million in damages for the deaths of over two hundred workers. The factory was an elect- electronics plant that used a large amount of volatile organic compounds in its processing. Due to poor occupation health and safety regula- regulations, those chemicals not only poisoned the workers but have also continued the poison poison the local community for the last 25 years since the closure of the factory. While the amount was much less than what the families were looking for, it is still an important president in Taiwan and some rewards for the worker and activity who have campaigned for just for so long. That's right. That's some um, fantastic um, news, Sam. And um, I think they're, they're still going to campaign for, uh, for some of the um, dead and, and living for more compensation. What are you supposed to do? What are you, what are you, what are you supposed to do? 3CR. What are you supposed to do? Community Radio. 855. I am. Now we've uh, in the first few were um, commemoration. Uh, the stories were about commemorations uh, issues. Obviously, Taiwanese story is one for um, the a compensation. So it's a, it's a small win for workers, even though um, two hundred workers have died um, in the last fifteen years and um, many more were injured. But um, I can tell you that uh, we just got news as regular listeners would know we did bring out uh, bring information about the Faisalabad workers that were in uh, there were textile workers that um, Faisalabad is Pakistan's third largest city and is that country's largest textile centre with hundreds of thousands of workers employed in their industry now in 2010 a series of demonstrations and strikes by the Palun workers in Faisalabad brought the sector to a standstill for days as workers for, for better wages and conditions. Now, even though they did get some improvements, the state reacted by arresting many leaders, and a number of them, we believe there were 12 or 13 in the end, were arrested and sentenced, and some of them were sentenced for 80 years under that country's anti-terrorist legislation. It was a terrible blow to the workers there. Now, there's been an ongoing campaign since then, and I can happily report that these workers have now all been freed after four years in, in jail. 
Um, so that's fantastic. We salute our comrades in, in Pakistan, in Fazlabad, uh, all the activists that fought for their freedom, for their struggle and their sacrifice. So well done, um, comrades. That's, that's fantastic. And, and may you go back to the fight. Um, and uh, the next news is another comrade in jail. Unfortunately, he's still in there. Somyot Pruksa Kasemen Suk will, um, the 53-year-old human rights and labor activist Somyot, will now mark four years in jail, convicted under the country's draconian Les Majest law. Um, now, his case has been taken up all around the world, including unions around the world. He, he is still... Um, um, Defiant in in jail, he'll clock up um, on the 30th of April. The four year in jails, the international campaign for his release is continuing, and his support groups have asked for his case to be highlighted on May Day marches around the world. And if you go to our website in a couple of days, you'll see much more information about his case. Now, just to finish off the uh, – sorry, I've got lots of papers here. Just to finish off the um, our news roundup about, about May, that I've mentioned a couple of times. Now, we had organized um, AWL in solidarity with uh, workers all around the world, a solidarity May Day for Friday, the 1st of May at half past five. Now, because the um, – Aboriginal support groups have called a their own demonstration for May Day, a call to action against the forced closures, closure of Aboriginal communities at 4pm on that same Friday 1st of May. We will now actually join their rally from 4pm as part of, uh, of a union contingent, as part of the international uh, labour solidarity around May Day. So the... Um, the Stop the Force Closure Aboriginal Community Rally is on Friday the 1st of May. It begins at 4pm at the Melbourne Town Hall at 90 Swanson Street, Melbourne. So I hope to see all of you. And of course, there's always the um, the Sunday uh, May Day um, Festival and Rally at 1pm um, outside Trades Hall on Sunday. We'll have a very quick community announcement and then we'll come back with the um, interview with um, Arul from uh, the Socialist Party of Malaysia. Malaysia. This is Irene Bolger, former Secretary of the Nurses' Federation in Victoria. Throughout the nurses' dispute in 1986 and the waterfront dispute in 1998, 3CR was always there broadcasting the voices of workers in struggle. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio and we're broadcasting live from the Bay to Chicken Strike here in Melbourne. We've just seen all of the thousands of nurses walk through to their meeting and people from different unions showing their solidarity. 3CR, radio for the workers, by the workers, since 1976. It's um, just on quarter past nine o'clock here on 3CR Radio, your favourite community radio station, and you're listening to Asia Pacific Currents, brought to you by Australia Asia Workerlings. And those that our website and contact details are www.aawl.org.au. I was fortunate enough um, in the last couple of days or early this week to catch up with um, Arul, who is the General Secretary of the Socialist Party of Malaysia, to ask him about his recent recent arrest, the um, Sedition Act, the anti-GST pro, uh, protests and arrests, and the new anti-terrorist law that's just been brought in into Malaysia. 
You were arrested in February under the Malaysia anti-sedition law. Can you give us a quick background to the law and then uh, what you were charged for? In Malaysia, a lot of a lot of activists have been recently arrested under the sedition law. I particularly was arrested for a statement made by the party with regards to the, the conviction of the opposition leader, which was on the 10th of February, and the party released a statement. So the IGP, the, the top uh, police officer, the following day warned against people uh, making comments against the judgment. And subsequently, on the 19th of February, I was arrested. For listeners who might not know, can you give us a brief overview of what the actual the sedition law is and what it actually means? Sedition law is the is law which is used mainly uh, against those who criticize the royalty, the king. It's also used if you create racial uh, tension in the country, yeah? And the government has always stated that we need judicial laws because we are a multiracial country and they can have racial unrest if you if these laws are not there. But recently, the prime minister, about two years back, agreed to to abolish this law because it was not a popular law. But then, you know, in in recent years, in the last uh, one year especially, they have actually arrested more than 100 over people uh, using the seditious law for even things like, you know, when you criticize the government or when you call for a change of government, it is it is said that you are trying to topple the democratic uh, elected government. So you can be arrested for seditious. And so, recently, also a lot of people, including, you know, cartoonists, those who make comments in the Facebook, Twitter, they've been arrested under this law. So it sounds like it's very much a law that's used to intimidate opposition to to the government. Especially after, you know, when they abolished the ISA, the Internal Security Act, the police were very furious that they did not have any laws to catch perhaps activists. You know, and and uh, so finally they found that the sedition is the best law because the way the law is crafted, there is no defense. Because the onus is not on the state to prove that that you uh, your statement is seditious, but it is uh, the, on the contrary, we have to show proof that we are not being seditious, which is which is quite ridiculous. So, where is your case at the moment? Currently, they have not charged me yet. They have confiscated my handphone, my laptop, my uh, modem, and they have said that uh, they will let me know soon whether I'll be charged. But also, very recently, the government amended the Sedition Act, trying to make the law, make it more difficult. Because previously, you can be, the sentence for sedition can be a jail term as well as a fine. But with the amendment, they are doing away with the fine. That means if now you get convicted for sedition, then you'll immediately get a jail term, no more uh, fine. And this would automatically mean that most of the opposition leaders will lose their parliament seat because, you know, you are, you are, once you are convicted, you're prison, then you lose your... And uh, I think that is what they're trying to do. I understand, and we'll certainly uh, keep abreast on how it's, it's going. And obviously, it's not just the sedition, because recently, in late March, a, a very big number of uh, 
activists were arrested for what seemingly was a very normal protest uh, at a government office around the planned introduction of a goods and services tax. About uh, 83 people got arrested, you know, and uh, this is actually one, a week before the GST, the new tax, which, w- which would burden a lot of poor people, working class families. The activists formed into, went into the custom office to actually ask questions to the, because there's an information counter about the GST. So we had about 106 questions. But what, what happened was the custom officers only answered one question <laughs> and then left the, left the scene. And then we were later arrested by the police. And till today, all of them, about 79 people in total have been charged for trespassing as well as for unlawful assembly. It would seem that it's a very big reaction from the government. Are they feeling that under pressure from the activists or on this issue for them to hit this group that really was just doing a protest in the, in the office? If you look, this uh, GST has created a real... A lot of people are very upset with the GST. It has created a wide range of unhappiness among the people. Even a number of people from the ruling party have voiced their opposition against the GST. So I think the government were playing on two, two levels. One were they were trying to create some racial tension and trying to make people divert attention to other issues. But when that is not happening, so those who are directly fighting against the GST, like what we did, are also being arrested and charged. And perhaps this is to create fear and, you know, because we are gearing up for a big May Day on the 1st of May, which is a week's time. And we were very surprised that they charged another 54 activists today. You know, that was, we never expected that because they just charged 25 of the leaders a month ago, you know. So the kind of message they're trying to give is, so even if you are uh, not a leader or not, not taking a leadership role in an organization, if you just participate in a public assembly, you can be charged. And uh, that's a sort of a warning to to stop us from this upcoming uh, May Day, which is which the main theme is against the GSC as well. It now makes sense that it's obvious that it's it's certainly um, pre-planning arrest to obviously intimidate you and, and all that working class area that wants to, to come out. And of course, um, just recently, the government has introduced, and as you said a few years ago, the Internal Security Act was taken away, but there's a new anti-terrorist law that's either been uh, just been introduced or has been introduced very recently. They have actually passed the law in Parliament, but the, it's not the law yet because it has to go through the Senate and has to be passed by the King. But both this would be basically a rubber stamping kind of activity. You see, after the ISC was abolished, there were a lot of dissatisfaction by the ruling elite, like from the former Prime Minister, Dr. Mahade as well as from the police that, you know, why we did away with this law. So now they brought back another law, which is identical with the ISA. It calls for 60 days detention without trial, followed by two years detention without trial. The only difference was last time was 60 days, now it's 59 days. It's a one-day difference. And the law is said to be targeted against the IS. Though there is a number of people who have been arrested, IS 
members, so-called members have been arrested. But a lot of people in Malaysia fear that this is the same thing what they did to the ISA. Because ISA, initially they said it is for armed communists, but it was used against everybody else. Anybody, uh, NGO, or political activists as well. This is the, something which is coming up and nobody believes that government is only going to use it against the IS, but we think it's going to be a just old wine in new, new bottle. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, in many countries uh, around the world, in, including and certainly including Australia, this whole panic or agenda of anti-terrorism has allowed governments to bring huge new laws um, that will actually curtail civil freedoms. So as a last question, uh, a rule, what has been the reaction from people over the last few months with all these arrests, the use of the sedition law and this new anti-terrorist law? You see, within the activist groupings and the opposition parties, of course, they are opposed to this seditious law. They know it has been used to curb their freedom, curb the activities of the opposition. But generally, some people do buy the government's uh, propaganda that, you know, it is called the Islamic State, you know, because a lot of fear is created along that line. They have got increasing numbers of statistics showing that a lot of Muslim, young Muslims have joined the IS. And uh, so there is some kind of panic on that. But on the other hand, I think the bigger issue is, is that a lot of people are really upset with the, the new tax. And this year they are supposed to review the minimum wage. And uh, the, the government has said that they are not going to review the minimum wage, which is actually creating massive panic all over. And the inflation has actually, according to the Consumer Federation, has increased to 30 to 40 percent. So it's a very serious economic hardship. And I think this is what we are very worried. And recently they are planning to even make the, the employees provident fund, the EPF, the savings, you know, the pension scheme. They are also trying to delay payment of this pension scheme. So I think over and all, most Malaysians are actually very more upset with this, with goods and this GST tax, with the minimum, with the no increase in wages, rather than this sedition and anti-terrorist law. Arul, thanks for that update, and we certainly wish you all the best for your own personal case with the sedition law, and we look forward to seeing the photos for the May Day um, events that obviously you're organising. Yes, thank you, Gomez. Yep. All right, thank you very much. I'm so Hey Jodie, I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. Oh, just in the words of the Pointer Sisters, hey? Why? What's happening? The new 3CR t-shirts are coming out. We had a competition. Kate Reid won it and it's so beautiful. It's got roses and a love heart and then the caption is, resistance is fertile. Oh, too deadly that, eh? So in order to get one, go to the 3CR website and follow the link to shop. And they're $30. $30? Oh, what a bargain. And $25 for kids. You'll be able to secure one for yourself because they're in hot demand. Yay, get one now. I actually haven't got one of those T-shirts yet. I'll have to get on the website myself and get it. 
You were listening to an interview with um, Arul, who is the General Secretary of the Socialist Party of Malaysia on some of the events and major issues in Malaysia at the present moment. But that really, it's 28 past 9 o'clock. That really comes to the end of our program. Just to remind people again that the May Day Rally, the International Solidarity May Day Rally that was organised for half past five on Friday has now been subsumed into the Stop the Force Closure of Aboriginal Communities, which begins at 4pm Friday 1st of May outside the Melbourne Town Hall in Swanson Street. So see you all there. But that's all from me, Pierre Morrow. Sam. And we'll be back again next week uh, at the same time at 9 o'clock. Have a great week. Stay tuned to 3CR Radio. And for Palestine Remembered, coming up straight after this community announcement. Hey, this is Nick from Pinyar. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.